Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the weekly podcast in which we analyze Wonder Woman five minutes by five minutes. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can also find me on social media at No Clutch Nate. And my name is Ryan. I am the co-host of the Black Gurners podcast, and you can find Black Gurner podcast on all social media platforms. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you. And uh, welcome to DC Cinematic Minute. Uh, today we're talking about, uh, let's see, it's 15, so that's minutes, uh, was it 71, 71 through 75? 75? Yeah. Woo! Perfect. <laughs> I think we said it at the same time, but yeah. there was the delay. You so. know, yeah. Once we sync it up, it's not going to match up, but it sounded like it did. It sounded pretty good um, to me. <laughs> So yeah, 71 through 75 of Wonder Woman, we're going to be talking about, it's going to start with uh, Wonder Woman and her Wonder Men uh, camping before they go to the front in what's known as Veld, Belgium. Uh, This is the front where Diana believes Ares is at the heart of this and stirring stirring the pot of war. And then the minute's going to end with the... The, the half of the iconic no man's land scene. So Ryan, you got some you got some pretty good minutes in this one. Yeah, I'm pretty um, excited. Yes, <laughs> some good minutes. Um, but before we get into the minutes themselves, um, first of all, I want to welcome you to the show and talk a little bit about what Wonder Woman is to you, and uh, um, maybe you can tell us a little bit about what you got what you guys work on over at Black Girl Nerds. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, guys. Um, so Black Girl Nerds, um, mostly I, what drew me to the project um, was just getting to talk about anything from games to comics, pop culture stuff, and being able to have the host right next to me be able to relate to my culture and style and, you know, even my lingo sometimes. It's not always common in our in our in the podcasting world to have that diversity. Um, mm-hmm. so that was one of the major things for me. And, and I also get to, to talk about my love, which is more comics and superheroes all the time, like as much as I can feel, which is just like the joy and escape for me. Um, you know, especially with the times that are going on. And we also do a lot of that too. We talk about, um, sometimes we have to take a break from the entertainment and get political and talk about stuff that's going on, um, for people of color or in Africa, in the African-American community. So Yep, that's kind of Black Girl Nerds in a nutshell. Um, for Wonder Woman, I did not. I'm not a huge comic book person. It's 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 mm-hmm. like if I can go to the movie theater and see it, like whether it's Marvel or DC, that's usually me. Um, so I did not have any clue going into seeing Wonder Woman. Um, I was a um a Gal Gadot fan because of Fast and Furious. Yes, so, Giselle. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, yeah, that Giselle Hans thing ripped my heart out, and yeah. I was so yes. mad. Oh, man. <laughs> love story of the century, I'll tell you. Uh, who doesn't love Hans? Yeah, I was like, and he's back. And, <laughs> but you know what? I got to write to April 2021, but I guess that's a whole other podcast, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so, yeah, I didn't have any. I didn't have anything before that. Xena was, like, my Princess Warrior person before yes. Wonder Woman. So, I didn't have any. But, yeah, this, like, when I got into the, I just think I got sucked into the fandom. I think is what happened with Wonder Woman. Like, every, it was just everywhere. And, um, you know, Patty Jenkins being the female of this, you know, this action movie that hadn't happened before, the female director for this. And just like everything that was just coming out, all the headlines just kind of swooped me up. And I was like, all right, I'm going to try it. I wasn't a fan of DC movies up until this point, but I was like, I'm going to try it just to see. 
And so, and I was impressed. So they kind of got me going ever since then. And then of course, Aquaman was like the stamp approval for me, but they kind of had me first with, uh, (laughs) with, uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah, absolutely. I I remember like, uh, I think we just had this conversation, uh, recently where we're talking about Xena as like kind of the female superhero quote unquote, that if we can call Xena that like, there was such a gap between the Linda Carter Wonder Woman and then the Gal Gadot uh, Wonder Woman. And then like for us growing in the 90s, Xena was like our superhero. That was like who the the, the strong female character was that we were like, yeah, that's to, to us, mm-hmm. that's empowering that we have that character. It was my sister's like favorite show. And, you know, the, it feels, you know, very overdue that wonder woman is just now breaking that kind of mold and now we have um a more more exploration into into female superhero films that we get to see because you're ryan the way that you are like you know i don't read comic books if i can go see in the movie that is exactly why these movies are so important because not everyone has you know sure a comic book might be three dollars mm-hmm but that adds up and people don't have that money. You yeah. know, like yeah. It, it, comic books, they, they, they worry about yeah. the industry like losing money. But if you look at the big picture, it's expensive to, yeah. to be invested and to catch up on what's going on or, you know, to read comic books and stuff like that. If you wanted to buy someone a Wonder Woman book, that book might be $25. And, you know, you can just go watch Wonder Woman now um it probably just costs a streaming subscription and so it's it's a fraction of paying for one book and then you're if you went to go buy a book you'd have to be like which book am i gonna buy there's so many wonder woman stories which one's the right one what if i read the wrong one and don't like her so like the movies are so important the way that they are able to centralize the character into like a definitive version and then like on top of that you have gal gadot playing wonder woman so it's like it's perfect. It's the perfect introduction for anyone. And I, and it's like who you are as the audience, like as a repre- representation of that audience, very important. So yeah, absolutely. I think you're, you probably have like the most valid opinion because you aren't some sweaty nerd who's like deep in the trenches <laughs> of like comic book lore and stuff like that. So very welcome on the show. We're very glad to have you. And then um, you talked about Aquaman as well. Um, and I remember you guys did an interview with Yaya about not only Aquaman, but his role in Watchmen. Yeah, which... that show's crazy. If nobody's had a chance to check that out, that's it's a it's a mind trip, that show. Yeah. And uh, it, to me, it's like more important than ever. Like, sure, we might have like superheroes and stuff like that, but it's more than that that show mm-hmm. that show to me like i was expecting watchmen like the superhero i was expecting a political commentary but yeah. not like that and you know like four episodes in you're just like this is uh, this is just fantastic television now. it is i <laughs> so i'm i'm very i'm very glad with that like that interview i i love that interview i remember when you guys posted it back then and um I think if anyone is listening, you guys got to go check out the interview that they did with Yaya because that was that was awesome. And, well, thank um, you. That was I think a lot guys, of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I think you guys also did a press junket with him too when he was uh, promoting Aquaman. So definitely got to check that out. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Aquaman is was the one. I was like, "What? DC knows they're do- they have the formula now. Somebody's giving them the secret." Yeah, absolutely. And um, with with Wonder Woman, is it um, was there any more memorable parts of the movie or parts that really spoke to you, like seeing it for the seeing Wonder Woman for the first time in like a in a story capacity? Yeah. Um, I guess I won't get into it too much because it's probably going to, I think it's like the end part of what we're going to talk about today on the clip if we get there. Um, but mm-hmm. that, and then leading into more of the, the, um, the fight scenes and plus like the, the, um, what's the, um, I think it's called like Wonder Woman's Wrath or something, the score that's with it or whatever. Like every time I'm, I'm trying to think the score they have mixed into some of the fight scenes was like that whole mixture was what really stuck in my mind. Like after seeing it in the movie theaters. Yeah. Like the the electric uh, cello, yeah, like yeah. That it's like yeah. yeah, and it's just like the way yeah. it moved the scenes and that. I just remember like the movie being done, and I just had those just playing in my head like over and over again. It was just like amazing to see a woman do that on screen, you know, as the lead and everything. So yeah, this one very excited to get to to that part of the clip. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh let's go ahead we can go ahead and jump in jump into right in. yeah um it's gonna start with basically the wonder men we, and we talked about this in the last two weeks but they're here to go take wonder woman to the front but for for the wonder men this is a this is they already know what they're and i say they already know but that's kind of the question i'm going to pose on to you guys but you can see them cheering. You can see them celebrating a little bit. Um, and it's because they have some knowledge of what they're about to get into. Uh, Diana doesn't. And as the Wonder Men celebrate and they toast to to what may never uh, come to them, um, you know, there's this idea that men have an idea of what war is and that it's like this grandiose, macho thing to do. It's a very... Uh, they say it's a very brave thing to do. Um, and I'm wondering what your guys' opinions are uh, on these characters. And not, not just Diana, but specifically the men around her. Like, the idea of, of, of these these different characters and the, maybe their different personalities. What do you guys think about them? Uh, Ryan, go for it. Um, I, think, I think what I found interesting to me was that they all seemed like they... They had other motivations, but the only way they felt they could be seen was in the war. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's what really touched me about the scene, like especially the opening part. Because mm-hmm. um, I can't remember the actor's name that played, because um, he was supposed to be uh, Native American, I believe, I think, going out the, that yeah. opened up with her. Yeah, Eugene Brave Rock is the actor. And yeah, just seeing that to me was just powerful. Him being the only, um, you know, only Native American in that scene that they were filming. Um, and then meeting um, meeting uh, Wonder Woman or Diana there. Um, but yeah, it just it just was so interesting hearing their back their backstories of all these men being brought together. And for them, the war was just, you know, something they had to do to feel like, you know, they were seen in some way. But they all had these other interesting personalities where it's like, it's a shame they can't do other things or that's the only way they could be free, you know, in a sense, was to be in the war. Mm. Yeah, it definitely feels like, um, you know, everybody's ambitions are somewhere other than going to a front and fighting and everything like that. Clearly, um, 
and I think you're right with like uh, with the characters themselves feeling like this is the only time that they matter. Um, I mean, they're all pretty much ragtag, right? I mean, Charlie is uh, unfortunately in a bad place in his own right. Um, Samir seems like he's a uh, or Samir. He seems like he's just always constantly popping around. Uh, you know, con man style, changing name, uh, just you know, getting by, mm-hmm. and um, and Noppy man, that guy just walks the earth, so he's just he's just going. Yeah. Um, but it's it's odd to think that um, the this group uh, with, I think with the amount of bravery that each of each one of them has, um, that the time where they they think they shine i think it's upsetting where they think it's it's in war mm-hmm, you know that's mm-hmm. um because they can do other things <laughs> obviously clearly so here's an actor i mean come on yeah i was reading something in the art of book and they talk a little bit more about samir um and and i know the movie says you know or the movie has him explain to diana that he didn't want to be in the war he wanted to be an actor mm-hmm. um which you can glance over that and you can be like, okay, well, we know a little bit of backstory. He wanted to be an actor, but he was forced to be in war. But the the art of book kind of goes into more detail about that. And I felt that to be a little bit more sensitive to me because what they said is that his kind does not believe being an actor is a, is a thing. That a Moroccan man is like, oh, you want to be an actor? That's That's silly. They put a gun in his hand and says, you're going to go fight. You're going to be a soldier. That's what you guys mm-hmm. do. That's And so there's something very, like the social construct that you're not allowed to be an actor, that you're not allowed to be anything more, like a man is not allowed to be anything more than a gun-wielding number for his country, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I found that just to be like even more sad that it's mm-hmm. more, that it, it's then even like explained how and much that means to that he can't be an actor. I feel like what would probably be like a, a lead up to that would be like, um, you know, if he was just doing basic, not basic, sorry. If he was just doing uh, like theater, just at the local whatever stage that they have, you know, the performances that they were putting on, but then war breaks out and all of a sudden no one's showing up to performances or people are leaving. I mean, like wh- wh- what other choice might he have had in 19... 19- 1918 1917 1913 1916 1915 <laughs> we're gonna keep on going <laughs> yeah it's a uh, it's one of those things where it's like uh they're just taking and this is you know samir represents a lot of people and, and not just people in, in morocco but yeah people, and anywhere during world war one where they were just like you're an able-bodied guy go out there you're and like they don't even get to know your name they're just like you know, we see you standing on two two legs, so you must be good to go. And like, mm-hmm. that's all they care about. Mm-hmm. They don't care about what you what your dreams and aspirations are. It's it's very unfortunate. Um, we said yesterday, or not yesterday, geez, last week, <laughs> last week, we or said two weeks last ago. week, two. We said two weeks ago. Whenever we said this. <laughs> Is that um, the characters are supposed to make up some sort of stereotype? Um, I feel like that's gone now. It is. is it? It's gone. Is so. It's it's rare because the the what Patty Jenkins said is that each character is a, is a stereotype, which is true. 
but they're supposed to be stereotypes that break expectations. So Mm -hmm. you have your con man, you have your sniper, you have your thief and your smugglers and all that. Mm -hmm. And I guess Steve Trevor is just a liar. Um, but they are then supposed Steve to... Steve the looks. He's the face. He's face. <laughs> well, he's not lying about that. <laughs> um, but they break that somewhere in the story where they where they say, yeah, you know, same as a con man. He's like, I don't want to be this. I want to be an actor. Mm-hmm. Charlie, you know, you see him in the beginning of this minute. You know, he's cheering. He's, they're, they're ready to go. They're singing and dancing. You're ready to go fight in the war. This is the propaganda fueling you for this, right? This Mm -hmm. is what they want you to do. But then you could see him when he's most vulnerable, when he's sleeping, which like, that's like a common thing where it's like men are like truest when they're sleeping or something because they're just like not being uptight ever about how they are. Um, And like Charlie's, he's plagued by, by what war really is or what war really has done to him. And so that's the first major expectation break that we get is seeing that. Um, and you can also see it at the end of this, uh, at the end of these five minutes when they're telling Diana not to, not to go out there, that she can't do anything out in no man's land. And you can see Samir freaking out with, he's trying to get Steve Trevor's attention because he's like, what, what are we doing? Like, what's going on here? Why are we here? Like what, like this is a very bad idea. Like mm-hmm. that, why are, so you can immediately see, um, I don't want to say regret, but there's just like this sudden realization of what you're in for. And it's not, it's not brave. It's just, it's, to me, it's just stupidity. So I don't know. Fear as well. Yeah. Um, so like Nopi and, um, Diana get a little bit more, um, a little more personal, eh? Yeah. So, um, God with- the God, though. Hang on. Let's take a moment. <laughs> Let's yeah. realize who is talking to who right now. These yeah. two people. We've had this conversation last week where Nappy is allegedly, or no, it's been confirmed that no, he, he is. He that is. He is. That is that. That he that's him. He's a he's God. He, he's a God. He's uh, Eugene Bray Rock has confirmed that Napi is is his name Napi because he's named after the Native American god of this of of their mythology, um, of the uh, Blackfoot tribe. I think it was. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, um, Nate was talking about this off air. So we're having a conversation now. But like, I guess Napi would know diana right would would not he would not know like i was saying so like the thing i said about what we said off air and then you told me to record and then place it in there but i don't think i'm gonna do that's too much work (laughs) (laughs) so what i was saying off air is that like one of noppy's first things that he says to steve trevor after he meets diana is where did you find her like and then like that hit me like a freight train because noppy is a guy a character that he he is one of the creators of the earth kind of in 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 that mythology he's there at the creation he is helping he's he's lending hands and everything he knows where everything on this planet is 
And then for this blonde-haired, blue-eyed guy to just, like, pull up this random other demigod where he's like, whoa, hang on, no, you can't do that. Where <laughs> I know where things are. Where did you find this? So, like, this guy is just, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's big news. Yeah, because she also speaks to him in, in that native, in his native language, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't always the same from tribe to tribe in, in Native Americans, as, although we might condense that into one thing, but, like, he represents you know, his people and for Diana to come out of nowhere and just start speaking in that language. It's like, you're not normal. This isn't normal. Like where, yeah. who, who are you? You know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I found their conversation that they have to be very important to me. Like I felt like for this kind of conversation to happen, especially in world war one, cause world war one is, is a, you know, it's the first world war. So it's, it's very gravitating for a lot of these cultures to, to interact. But, um, Native Americans in the, in the first world war. Um, and I did some research about this because like, I was, I was thinking about like, I know about the code talkers and, but that was mostly in world war two. And I had to confirm that they were also being used in world war one. And what I didn't know about, World War One is that this is the first time that they're using Native Americans as code talkers, but they did it so that they would then get citizenship, um, which to me felt familiar with. Um, and this is going back to Watchmen um, in World War One, um, African Americans were being enlisted in the army, and. Germany was trying to seduce them with citizenship, with equality and some stuff like that, and to get them to not fight for the U.S. or with the U.S. was the U.S. Um, with well, anyways, like the Allied forces and stuff like that. Yeah, and the, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because the U.S. wanted <laughs> they thought they could become, um, you know, citizens, or they thought they could be free by you know fighting in the army. Yeah, and. When, uh, I almost called him Eugene, but when Nappy says, you know, like, you know, at least out here, I know I'm free. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking like, to me, because I'm not knowledgeable about that, is that, you know, there's some assumption in me that, you know, Native Americans, we, we like to say we're the natural citizens of America, but in reality, America gave Native Americans their citizenship after the fact of being used in World War I as code talkers and, and speaking a different language so that they could have the upper hand in situations. And I was like, oh, so America was then like, oh, you guys can be citizens now. I found that so just like, he's not even a citizen. He's not like, when he says he has nowhere to go, like he, they literally didn't have anywhere to go back then. And mm-hmm. so for him to be here to me is just like, he has nowhere else. He literally has nowhere. Like America is not his home anymore, but um, it's just, yeah. And that, and that happens today still that, um, you know, you, you can't even be like, you know, well, we were here first or something like that because Americans, and I say Americans as white Americans, they don't care about that to nope. you they still see you as um, 
not the original ones that have been here and stuff like that. It's it's almost it's very infuriating for me, you know, to to think that way that 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 is still an outlook held to today, even though we can say, oh, we got citizenship, and it's like we gave you citizenship after you helped us with World War One. I. I don't know. It's a, it's a, to me, it's a it very sensitive. Be infuriating. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, very infuriating, yeah. man. So, I mean, what, you guys have thoughts? I, I feel like I've talked way too much. So, um, Ryan, do you have any thoughts about about this whole camp scene? Yeah, I I, I completely agree with you. It's very infuriating that. Um, you know, the and then the soldiers weren't even they didn't even have the same kind of training. You know, um, when you're a, the soldier of color, African-Americans, um, I'm not sure. I, maybe I'm streaming it's the same for Native Americans, maybe as well, that the some that were around where they would have you as part of these these soldiers. But you were doing like labor work or something, you know, you, even though you thought that would if you show that you had you were patriotic and you were part of the war, you thought that was going to get you you know what you were looking for that acceptance but it was still like nope or we're, we're still segregated you're still over here in this mm-hmm. part of the camp you know it just still felt like it was never enough and like you said it it carries over until today and then to me the the real defining moment of that scene was when he pointed over to steve trevor when she was like mm-hmm. well who took your you know who took it away from you and so i thought that was like a moment that really stuck out to me um in that where you just kind of paused a little bit like yeah yeah you know you wonder like if everybody caught it at the time in the movie or they were focused on everything else but i thought that was a real defining moment of that yeah yeah and it i mean it should um like it it goes to show the resolve i think maybe not resolve but it shows the um the uh the grandiose nature of the character especially noppy when he says that to diana and Diana realizes once she, re- she, you know, she asks the question, like, who would do such a thing to your people? Diana is looking at the broad picture, like, who would do that to a, 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 a people? Like, how could, how is that so, how, how do you carry on all this despair? She doesn't even understand that yet. And then when he gestures over to Steve Trevor, and, like, the nature of Noppy being able to still work with Steve Trevor and, you know, fight the good fight or whatever the hell they think they're doing or or, or what what have you mm-hmm. yeah um the it's war to just end like, all wars um, quote unquote yeah it's uh <laughs> and then i think yeah then that's that's another mindset i think we have to consider because that was that's what everybody was thinking you know it was the great war so if you weren't fighting in it you were i guess not doing anything i don't know but like he's still he's still fighting with steve trevor like yeah. he's his friend close mm-hmm. friend yeah. Shows the resolve. That's all I'm saying. It's, um, to me, it's, I think when we look at Diana, she's always been thinking that Ares is behind all this turmoil. Mm-hmm. That, you know, if I go stab him with this sword, A plus B equals C, then that's the end of it, you know? And she doesn't realize that, that Steve Trevor, you know. Man. Yeah, is, is man. He's, they, they've had a lot of it's man. Man does that thing, Diana. Man took my, you know, left my people with nothing. It just yeah. so happens that this guy right here is part of that people. But it's, it's this, it's 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 you know, it's the disease that was unleashed on the earth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's it, true. Yeah, it's uh, 
I think it's important that uh, that an American movie had that kind of conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and I think when you look at superhero movies, and you know, we talked a little bit about this, but uh, we've talked a lot about this. But like when you walk out of the theater and you're like, "Oh, what did that movie teach me?" And it's like, you know, for an American movie, an American superhero movie, they went there and said, "Hey, we're not so great either." And I think that's so important that they did that. And I and I thank Patty Jenkins for doing that because you're creating that conversation that we then get to have, right? And if they were just like, oh yeah, the British came in and they squashed the Germans and they had Wonder Woman on their side and all was well, right? Then it's like, okay, now wait a minute. <laughs> it wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see that with... Um, well, in World War II, it's very much like we know who the good guys are, we know who the bad guys are. But World War One is not that. It was there. You may have been like there's good guys and bad guys, and there's probably people who are trying to take advantage of the situation. But Diana has learned already that the British weren't the best of people either. Um, the only saving grace is that see Trevor isn't British, so she's like, okay, well, you get a pass because you're just a spy and a, an American. But now she's like, mm-hmm. oh, so wait, so your people have committed atrocities too. Um, but um, I think what makes Steve Trevor um, such a good character and why Noppy and uh, the others are friends with him is because Steve Trevor's, the expectation that he breaks is kind of the opposite where the others the others have no want to be in the war. But Steve Trevor, in the beginning, he said that, you know, my father told me that I could do nothing or I could do something. And I've already tried doing nothing my whole life. And so he's been a bad person and he realized he didn't want to be. So for him, fighting in the war feels like he's a good person because he wants to fight for change and actually fight for a good outcome, like a positive outcome. Like So um, I feel like his redeeming quality is repairing that damage, right? That, that his kind or he's allowed. Yeah, and it's, so- yeah. When, you, when we're putting it under a microscope like we are doing right now, Steve Trevor, this Steve Trevor is a good guy. Mm-hmm. It's just murky. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a lot to clean up, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. It's just he is his mind and his morality or moral compass is in the right direction, which helps Diana learn, obviously. Um, you know, but he's not as good as Diana. You know. Yeah, <laughs> and and she's, that really she's yeah. ultimate end all be all good. Yeah. And and that really brings us to like the next conversation that they're going to have when they're when they're in the trench. Um, and that is, you know, Steve Trevor trying to stop Diana from going out to no man's land. Um, and we can't really can we fault him for the way he's telling Diana she can't go do something. I, I'm, I'm here, curious to hear Ryan's take on this. But um, at first, you're kind of like, wait a minute, Steve Trevor, why don't you why don't you back off a second? But you let me know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, I, I feel, well, actually, the, yeah, there was, like, several times, like, from the very, I feel like from the very start of the movie to this point, 
there were a lot of moments where you're like, wait, wait, so women can't do that? Or why, why don't, why do I think they can't decipher something or they can't speak like that right now or they can't wear that? And so it was just mm-hmm. another notch in the belt where he was like, oh, no, 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 no. You can't do that. I have to protect you. Don't do that. Um, of course, nobody knew yet what was getting ready to happen. You know, they knew she had some, you know, they know, you know, obviously, you know, she has some powers by now. We're seeing she has the sword and the lasso and everything, but you don't know exactly what's going to happen. So I'm not too mm-hmm. mad at him. I just, I was kind of like, well, why do they, they're, it's like he's always, you know, just grabbing her just a little bit to pull her back from everything. And you're like, okay, so when is he going to realize, you know, she probably could save you. But again, you know, that's coming from, you know, we've seen it now, but you at the at the moment in the theaters, you're just a little mad because you feel like it's just another step of women needing to be saved until, you know. Yeah, until they prove you wrong, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which is what happened. Yeah, exactly. but at the moment you're like, well, how many times is he going to keep grabbing onto her coat? Or, you know, even before that, he he like push her, not push her, but kind of shield her up against the wall when there's like an explosion. And mm-hmm. so it's still that like frail kind of, he still has an image in his mind of her, you know, of how women are in that time or whatever. Yeah. That they can't defend themselves or that they need defending and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And she now, saved him already. Think, oh, go for it, Nate. I was going to say, do you think it's right until after this when that completely gets broken in, like broken down in, in Steve Trevor? Uh I, I think after after Wonder Woman steps up and everything, once she shows <laughs> everything, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, to me, to me, it was. There's still like as you go along, there's still moments where I think he want. You know, he that guy that you know that. Um, I guess I don't know if ego is the right word, but he there's that moments where he steps up and he's like, okay, no, 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 no. I'm still I'm taking it back. You don't need to be doing this. But I think at that moment yeah. he gains a different respect for her. I get, I think all of them do actually like the whole group that come together because yeah. they were all just like is she has she lost her mind she has a death sentence like what is she doing right now like when he's breaking down exactly you know what no man's land is and what they're facing like why they're in the trenches and she just was like well forget that you know yeah yeah I, some the we got to pay attention closely to Steve Trevor to see if he does more like physical grabs or yeah things like that um later on because i know after i mean at least from what i remember after (laughs) after they get here steve trevor is a little shoehorned in um it almost seems like they kind of have to make a separate thing for him to fit in make him be useful as a spy with some things but that's neither here nor there um (laughs) so we'll have to see if he's like Yes, it's, 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 <laughs> it's a little bit. Um, we'll see if he's like uh, less, um, not I don't want to say abrasive, but like less cautious. I guess yeah, that's probably what yeah, it is. Bit, Let's yeah. see. If, we'll see if he's less cautious in the in the future. But I'm right here with you. We're we're on the same page. He's he's been like this the entire movie. Um, you know, he's seen Amazon's on Themyscira like fight, and he's seen that combat and everything. He's seen the power of the lasso. He's he's seen Diana stop a bullet. So it's not like he. Uh, it's it, maybe it lessens. I don't know. He's a little bit of. He's still cautious. Yeah, extremely cautious yeah. right now. I think she gets just I like think, a little bit. You know, a little bit of steps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think one of the. I think Diana has already informed Chris. Uh, Christine. 
how many times am I going to say his name? Steve Trevor um, has informed Steve Trevor that many times that she, you know, uh, that she has these demigod-like powers, and you know, she is more than just a woman. But it seems like she's still fighting for just equality, first of all, but not even the acceptance that she's ab- above them in a superiority of of being an actual demigod, right? So it's like they they freak out that she's going to to come over the trench into no man's land just as a woman which is lesser than the man you know that's mm-hmm. how they yeah. that's how they perceive it but it's not even it's not even a question about uh you know that she's a demigod it's like she still has to fight just for the acceptance that she might just be equal that she mm-hmm. just might be you know like capable that she, or yeah. that the she, same capability that she's not lesser than and it's like mm-hmm. that that's the that's the infuriating part is that it's not that i can get you to accept that i'm demi- a demigod it's just to accept that i'm not a lesser human being that needs protection right and like for you you to be the superhero that's not the case here sir <laughs> um and uh, you see that in the kind of the transition between the the camp scene and them going into no man's land where she as a compassionate human being would be like hey those horses are in trouble that person over there is in trouble that kid is lost and needs his parents (laughs) like it's so many situations where she's like she wants to be um not a hero because she wants to be, but she she wants to do the right thing, which makes her a hero, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so she sees these things. She has time to go help. What are they? What are they going to wait in the trenches for? To 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 stand there when she could have just been helping that those three horses get out of that out of the mud and maybe cauterize a wound and like those are that wouldn't have taken long for her. But they 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 red tape her. Like, oh no, don't don't worry about that. Yeah. It's, it's like, what do you mean? That's the right thing to do. She can do it. You know she can do it. What's going on mm-hmm. here? So it to me that's an infuriating part. That's a that's a moment where I'm like, Diana should have been like, Listen, Steve, why don't you why don't you s- step back a bit and let me do my job here or something like that. I don't know. Um But I mean it does show the 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 gruesomeness of the war um and maybe maybe the point is to show that that's how it was in world war one you couldn't help those things yeah i was trying to think back because i i you told me to watch that peter jackson uh war documentary Mm -hmm. i did um so i was trying to think like eh, more realistic and it did seem like there were times in that movie where, like, if you were just in a line that needed go to go from point A to point B, you did just have to go from point A to point B with no stopping. So, yeah, yes, but also I think it's, you know, again, supposed to depict horrors uh, and show Diana and then fuel her anger and just pretty much paint even more of a target on Ares's back in her mind. You know, she's all red hot and, you know, pissed at Ares because she's seeing these people. She hasn't, again, she hasn't seen that it's, it's, it's man doing it to man. It's, it's in her mind, it's still Ares doing it to man. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ryan, did you have any thoughts on just kind of like the, the war aspect that's going on here or, um, um, well, I think you guys pretty much covered a lot of it. I did. I did think one thing that stuck out to me was, um, it, it was interesting. The fact of like our, our mindsets again, going, touching a little bit with Nathan was saying of, you know, they had this idea that they can't save them all, which is kind of sad that you get so beaten down in a situation like this, where it's like in Diana's eyes, like you said, she can go over here and she can help this person and she can save this person. But they're like, no, 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 no. Just keep, just keep going. Just keep going. It's been, mm -hmm. you know, years or whatever, or days, months, we're stuck down in these trenches. We, it's just like, you know, it's almost, you don't want to say they don't care, but it's like, they've been in that miserable situation so long. They don't see anything else. So it's just like, yeah. we don't have time to, you know, why are we talking about this? Let's just keep going from A to B. And that, that yeah. kind of mindset kind of struck me because I was like, man, to have that mindset and just how we think sometimes where it's like, well, that's, those are just casualties. Don't worry about it. Yeah, absolutely. It's, 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 um, it's something I'm glad that they bring up, you know, when we, we look at Wonder Woman, it's like all these things that she can do and yet the more she goes out there, the more she realizes that it's not in her control, immediate control, that she can't just go out there and, and start fixing these things and that it's not just one person, you know, that it's not just mm -hmm. her, her evil brother out there causing havoc. Like, we all wish it could be that simple, but it's just not simple. It's never been simple. In fact, it's... And like the solutions that we usually try to come up with for war, or why we go to war or what they tell us why they're going to war um, is usually a simple solution, right? Um, something as simple as saying the war on terror. And it's like, uh, that's not uh, the, that's not a, you're making it super simple for me to digest. And then I can go regurgitate it to, to my peers and all that. But that's not the true solution to such a complex uh, like nest of issues that, that um, have caused this and the complexities of war and why people are in the situation in the first place. So um, it's like a rabbit hole, you know, of like just uh, what Diana is seeing is, 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 is a growing rabbit hole of just um, the war itself. Um, and then um, I do have before we, um, we're going to, we are going to talk about no man's land here in, in a bit, which is going to be a great conversation, but, uh, just a, like a quick behind the scenes about, about this scene that they shot, um, rumored that they wanted to take this scene out. Warner brothers, uh, at some point they had a conversation of cutting this. I don't know if it was for time or, um, to just, I don't know. I don't know what the exact conversation was. Um, but Warner Brothers did at one point have a conversation of cutting the No Man's Land scene out and just having Diana skip straight to being in Veld, uh, Belgium, which I thought that's a really weird take. I don't know why that's a conversation that they wanted to to have of whether yeah. the, the scene should stay in here. Um, why there's no explanation given to why? Um, I can look it, it up. Was even on the discussion like was it too gruesome was it too was there a rating was it because of the rating or anything um so i can look at it up real quick and then we can just do some editing real quick um <laughs> hold on give me one second here guys i'm pulling up right now kid drops news like this and then says hang on 
It says, while recently speaking with Fandango, Patty Jenkins revealed that Warner Brothers and some of the other films, uh, and some of the film's other key creative team members were hesitant to include the film's now famous No Man's Land scene, which Jenkins reveals is actually her favorite uh, in the movie. Um, and that she says, um, well, she says, it's it's my favorite scene in the movie, which is important, an important scene in the movie for me. Um, it It's also the scene that made, oh, okay. It's also the scene that made the less the least sense to other people going in which is why it's a wonderful victory for me um i think that in superhero movies they fight other people they fight villains so when i started to really hunker in on the significance of no man's land there were a couple people who were deeply confused wondering well what is she going to do how many bullets can she fight and i kept saying it's not about that this is a different scene than that this is a scene about her becoming wonder woman so um, uh, I get is, it. I get what is, it. It's yeah. What is your guys' simple-minded? Yeah. <laughs> come on. That's like that's just such like. I get like if you need to go back to that mindset of the audience is an idiot, but you need to not dive so deep into that mindset. If Patty Jenkins is saying this is a scene where Wonder Woman becomes Wonder Woman, you accept that, and you're like, yeah, okay. If you need her to explain it to you, then politely say, I'm sorry, I don't understand that. Can you walk me through where you're where you're at? Because I'm an idiot. That's what you do. <laughs> you don't say, hey, that doesn't make any sense. You should probably take that out. No. Get out of here. Yeah. Ryan, what what's your what's your thoughts on that? Well, I guess I'm trying to so she would they wanted the, did they want to remove the whole the whole fight scene leading up to that? Is that what they were trying to say? Or just the them and no man's land, like in the trenches? They well, her stepping out there, deflecting the bullets, getting oh, to the okay. other side of it. They found that to yeah. be. It was supposed n- to be like she needs to be fighting someone. How many bullets is she going to deflect? Is there going to be a giant missile to be shot at her that he, she could do something yes. cool with it? How many tanks are going to yeah. be looking at her? Is there any horses going around it? Like that kind of bull crap. Like, yeah. stop. No, the fact that this. She's standing up out of this trench, which, one, learn your history. You don't just stand up from the trenches in No Man's Land of World right. War One. Get out of here. That's why Samir's freaking out in this minute. Like, come on. Anyway, she is uh, insane, uh, insanely heroic. That's what it is. It's showing yeah. heroicism, like, or uh, heroics. It's It's... And that's it. She is becoming Wonder Woman. That's it. Yeah, and then on a and then on even a larger scale, just think about for me, it was like just think about all the little girls and everything that get to see the scene. You know, all the I don't. I just feel like this to me. This scene made this movie for me, where it's like I have to go back and watch this again. Yeah. If they didn't have powerful. this scene in there, you know, yeah, it's just like and just imagining just like all you know, no matter what color you are. To be able to see that kind of, to be able to see the woman come, that woman come out of the trenches, Wonder Woman coming out of the trenches like mm-hmm. that, you can't even explain that. And like the shots that they chose to use, I mean, I, I just think that is way too powerful for them to even question why I was in there in the first place. Yeah, it's it's to me, it's infuriating that you even ask that. It's like you don't understand. <laughs> no, right? You don't understand the powerfulness behind that, like how powerful that imagery is to. You know, if kids are like, you know, they say kids are sponges and like, like even us as adults, 
that's burned into our memory mm-hmm. that this scene happens and it's like it's such a powerful scene and it's if there was somebody that's at the sitting at the top of whatever table that they're at and they had the question of well I don't understand this what is like the if if they don't see the effect that this exact scene would have and what this character is doing that person obviously does not have the correct perspective to be in that position. I don't know. Like that's how to do you tell not... stories? Yeah. 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 Like if you can't just identify some things like out of a narrative and out of the story, like you have no business judging it or saying to the artist or creator to take it out or do something else with it. Yeah. Uh, you made it... me mad, Mark. You made me mad. <laughs> not you. I you remember br- you bringing it. up the. <laughs> I remember reading it and I guess it's just like the like there really is no reason for why it was questioned. So like to me I was like, oh, what was it the reason that they were gonna take this out? And then I'm like, I guess that is the reason. They didn't understand it. But that yeah. would be you know, you think of the other superheroes getting their their moment that defines them, right? So if we look at Superman and Man of Steel, it's like he has his first flight. It'd be like a producer coming in and being like, so where's where's he flying to? And it's like, huh? <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's not about where he's flying. It's the fact that he's flying for the first time. This is his big Superman moment. He got the suit. He's going to learn how to fly. It's a magical moment. And they're like, all right. Um, and then with Aquaman, they were like, oh, does he fight the monster? And he's like, no, the importance is that he's able to talk to the monster that he's able to communicate because we don't communicate ever. That's our biggest problem is we don't talk to each other. It's like that's they would have that thought process first of like, well, he's got to punch the monster, right? It's like, no, that's a problem. (laughs) When are we going to stop doing that? (laughs) So are these the same people that would like have the same question of um, like, why was Superman sad after he killed Zod? Like, are you kidding? Yeah, something like, like that. Like, why do you why do you scream? Get leave the room. <laughs> this man just killed like his only relative, and you're like, well, why did he do that? It's like he had. Anyways, that's you a can't different... question the validity of a hero, especially yeah. when they're doing their heroic. Come on. Yeah, and this is her moment. This is this is Wonder Woman's. This is her big. This is the Wonder Woman moment. This is her no man's land scene because no man can do this, but but she can. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first thing I want to bring up um, before I, I give it off to you guys, but um, this, you know, when she steps out there, they uh, you guys are you guys are obviously familiar with um, uh, the birth of Venus painting, but that's that's what's emulated here when she steps out um, that she that's almost like a parallel shot that Patty Jenkins was like, I want to make sure that Wonder Woman stepping out of no man's land looks like the birth of Venus painting. So no, hang on. I'm looking at, I'm at like 410 cause she's taking the hair out. So I was, I'm trying. Yeah. I'm going really, back I'm to it. Like, talking, yeah. <laughs> I want to see like hand placement and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I want to see that image. Another um, cool thing is the 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 smoke here, yeah, the was, all real, yeah. sp- um, the the smoke that they use in, uh, on the battlefield, like the whole set, is actually 
like a blue smoke, which is really weird. When you look at the behind the scenes footage of this, you can see that the smoke that she's like standing in and all the all the missile smoke that's going mm-hmm. on across the field is blue because then they then color code it afterwards and then it comes out looking gray. So I was like, oh, that's, I don't know how that, wor- I, I don't know how movies work. So I was like, why is all this smoke blue? And they're like, it it's in post, it's color changes. And they're like, to. easier yeah. to track that way. And I was like, I did not know that. Yeah, it changed it up. So. Yeah, that's yeah, such a powerful uh, moment, yeah. <laughs> Ryan, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I love that. Like, just going back, because uh, Nathan had me going back, too, to look at the clip when he was doing it. Just going back, looking at that. I forgot how slow-mo it was, mm-hmm. just with her taking everything off, and you get to see the shield, and it's just, am- and then, like you saying, the blue smoke as she comes up, and she's like the slow walk. I, I don't know. I just love everything about the scene. I cannot imagine them finishing this movie and that scene not being in there. Yeah. I remember being extremely blown away in the theaters when I was watching mm-hmm. this moment. Um, just beside myself. Um, and then now, again, watching it. See, this is what this is what's fun, Mark. When this movie came out, I think we were already doing the other ones. So we were like, oh, snap. We're going to be able to talk about this moment. Here it is. Um, she puts on that, that um, she puts on Antiope's tiara, like, with super speed, right? Oh, gonna... yeah, I missed that part. Yeah, she did, yeah. <laughs> she was like, she's doing super speed, right? Are, are we, are we in agreement? Yeah, super speed. Because I'm not seeing... Yeah. Because it would have to, like, go... Like, we would see it. We Because, like, the angle that her head is at, we would see mm-hmm. s- something being put into the to her head. So it's super speed, right? Super yeah. speed. <laughs> um, I just like that she puts it on. I think it's yeah, I think, of course. I, her transformation is is really cool, and the the slow mo part I really like is like the shield coming out. Yeah, that's a good moment. Yeah, it's just um, so great. Why is the why is that one kid like f- scared? Why does he run away? She's just, she's just putting the tiara on. It's, just it's not like she was unless it was like like unbuttoned to see the armor and sword, and that was it was like oh. I don't know what's happening, uh, Roman warrior, scary. But it looks like he, she's, he's just got the TR, and he's like, oh, wah! <laughs> yeah, he did take off pretty fast. Yeah, I don't know what. Yeah. yeah. Just started running. <laughs> so I who is that guy? He's got to be someone's son. I like his reaction, because I, <laughs> I think for the audience, it tells you to like be prepared for like what she's... Oh, yeah. Get. But I'm like, why... Why do you bowl? I would have been like, hold on, Gal Gadot's here. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would have said, I would have just sat there. Um, yeah, I mean, are we talking about so, this what, the other day where it was like, uh, I would have just ran out there with her. Like, you're going, I'm going, let's go. <laughs> There's got to be a reason this kid's here. He's at, He is right here in front of her, and everybody else is looking on in amazement, and he scurries back and runs into the guy. Like he's he's actually scared. Uh, as, aside from being at war and in the trench right now, he's scared of Diana. Why? Uh, maybe maybe she's terrifying. Maybe nah. that, <laughs> maybe her, her powerful presence is like he's like oh yeah she got to get out of here she's got um they they've never seen the armor before 
Uh, that's what I, I'm and, thinking. It's like a shock to the armor and sword. Yeah. I think that's probably what it yeah. might be. And you get really good glimpses of of her outfit in the slow motion, which um, I gotta say, like I, I I'm a huge fan of like the the wraps around her hands that are under. Oh, the, and yeah, and on her yeah. and on her um her calves as well, like the um how they're enclosed. Yeah, there's just something about like. I know we've talked about the design of her costume is really cool, but when you get into like the details of it, you're like, mm-hmm. that's got to feel powerful to have like those wraps around your hands. Le- leather straps. Yeah. yeah. It's just something about that that looks really comfortable yet very cool. <laughs> Welcome back to Mark's podcast, Leather Daddy Minute. I'm your host, Nathan. <laughs> We're talking about Mark being a leather daddy. <laughs> Uh, it's just really cool. I I enjoy. It. I think it's a. I think um, that the, the the slow motion of this of of her coming out like with like the the close up shots of each part of her outfit is mm-hmm. is a very well done thing because obviously it could have just like uh, if a bad director or cinematographer had taken this you know her just landing in the middle of the battlefield and then going into into battle could be very unceremonious and yeah. because it's Wonder Woman's first film it's it's very ceremonious it's like no this is the Wonder Woman moment it's like you can't even deny it at this point like that's it like this is the Wonder Woman moment um and then because of that we get like the first bullet shot that's shot at her which has like this tracking shot that like goes to her and then it cuts to the next shot where it's like smashing against her gauntlet and you have like that spark old. effect it's so good right it's like it's um i i'm i like the slow motion here i know sometimes people are like slow motion can be too much or you know too cheesy but i think when you think of it as like a comic book movie you want the slow motion you want yeah. it to feel like a painting we've had this conversation before what was slow motion in suicide squad was there a slow motion in there i think there was no i uh, well i think we had a guest no. who said that there was too much slow motion in wonder woman but i feel like the slow motion is to not enhance the action like wow look how badass it is it's in slow motion but it's like to soak in what it is a visual to be a, yeah, like a comic book, like mm-hmm. to because the images are now burned in my in my brain. Yeah, because of this, and so I think that's important that it's slow motion, so you get to soak that in, you know. Yeah, of course. Um, so I was trying to think of like other good slow motion that, like, could have been uh, overused or anything, and I can't really think of one i do remember there being a uh, more slow motion in wonder woman than i think the other movies the one that immediately comes to mind is um obviously dawn of justice when batman's whipping that car around the corner and superman's just standing there mean mugging yeah um good Um, slow motion that's great slow motion (laughs) but the boat i think the boat was bad slow motion right yeah, the boat was weird slow motion. Yeah. Um, the other slow motion I know of is uh, in Aquaman. They have Mara, uh, their their kiss at the no. end in, in the this war. Is, hold on, yeah. hold on. There's like the fireworks. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I know yeah. What you're like, about, they're yeah. kissing in the fireworks part, and you're like, those aren't explosion. Those are fireworks. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I like it. 
Mary does that, have the slow motion in the in Italy though. So yeah, has, yeah. Are you kidding? <laughs> like I think you can't Mer- even, that's what I'm saying. Like we can't Aquaman. It, Maybe I think this conversation is just moot. We can't even we can't talk bad about the slow motion because Aquaman exists, and that has some of the best slow motion and just some of the best action sequences that you've seen in a comic book movie. Get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Uh, um, uh, oh, what else do they got? They got. They also have an octopus playing the drums in that movie. If you didn't, they know. also have an. Yeah, they also have. Yeah, what is this name? Topo? Topo is playing the Topo, drums. Yeah. Yeah. That's weapons that, that are you, f- fueled by water that get filled up by a conch shell. Are oh, you kidding yeah, me? Now that that's was cool. amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. How it's supposed to work, people. <laughs> They're like this it's powered by water. Water. <laughs> Listen, they had an octopus playing the drums. It's already a five out of five movie, so Yeah. That just sold immediately. That was worth the ticket price. So yeah. You got it. Um, but yeah, I, we're, we have, uh, we have more No Man's Land to, to discuss. Uh, but Ryan, um, first of all, I want to say thank you for joining us to talk about Wonder Woman. It's been an absolute blast, but, um, did you have any closing notes you want to talk about Wonder Woman before we wrap up? Uh, just that. Thank you guys for having me. And the parts after this are some of my all time favorite of this. Like they could have just give me like a little short version of the stuff coming up and put it in the, and I've been, I've mm-hmm. been happy. That'd have been like my yeah. whole, like just wonder woman experience. Are you, yeah. uh, are you excited about the, the new one coming out? I'm so excited. I'm tired of the, the, the pandemic is just pushing everything back. I want to see it. Yeah. So bad. like I, I watched the trailer more times than I want to admit because I'm just so excited and I want to know like what's going to happen next. And, um, I'm glad to see, you know, Steve will, Steve will make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's going on with that, right? So, but yeah, I'm excited then, uh, about it. I can't, I cannot wait. I can't wait till they give us like a lot of dates on some of this stuff. I think they they played a trailer. They played it in. Uh, I went to go see Birds of Prey. I oh, saw Birds of Prey like three times. Or oh yeah, that, that's, that's another uh, one. I love that movie. That movie to me, I I love that movie. Um, but uh, they played the trailer, and it's like. Why am I having an emotional reaction to this trailer? Yeah. <laughs> like as soon as it starts, I'm like, oh, it's the Wonder Woman trailer. I'm like getting so pumped. Um, but that was before things uh hit the fan. Mm-hmm. So waiting for that to come out. And then we got, you know, Fast and Furious also kind of put back on the on the back burner. So we'll have to wait for that one as well. Um But yeah, Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. Um before we go, uh can you tell people where they can find you and what you got going on right now? Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at November Bear, B-E-A-R. Um, if you want to, I kind of post a lot of stuff about work, also um, stuff about um, Black Girl Nerds podcast. Um, but yeah, just just coming up, I'm hoping to get back. Um, we've been dealing with a lot of the pandemic and protest uh, episodes and stuff right now that we want to make sure we get out to help people stay informed. But I'm hoping to get back to um, some of the um, the Black heroines and Black female superheroes I was covering. I've done like Vixen and Bubble Bee, so you know, shameless plug. If you guys want to go check that out and I'm trying to work on doing some more. Um, so, um, but yeah, that's what we got coming up. And, um, again, um, black girl nerds is on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. So if you guys want to see our articles and stuff, we got coming out and all that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, thank you guys again. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, Amazing. absolutely. So you do it. Guys, again, definitely like check con- out it's content freight trains, Mark. That's what we're, I think we should trademark that. <laughs> <laughs> I, other people. Mm. 
it's well, yeah, I enjoy like hearing all, like how much content people are putting out these days, and especially like content that people are not normally like um, going or, or, or recognizing. And so, like, um, you know, I, I definitely check out Black Girl Nerds. I can't, I can't recommend it enough. Uh, if uh, definitely when this episode comes out, I'm going to be li- linking um, a lot of the DC stuff. And I, you guys also did like, uh, you guys do kind of like a um like you guys do like isolated videos of like black superheroes mm-hmm. um that i've seen you guys I, i've watched a lot of those as well so i want to link those as well because i think people should really check those out um so definitely check out black girl nerds and um if you guys enjoyed everything you heard today you can also find us on all social media at dceu minutes and the facebook group the dc cinematic minute listener society that's where you could join us and other listeners and other guests who've been on the show and we can all just meet up there and we talk about today's episode or any minutes that you're catching up on um and we'll catch you guys next time for a wonder woman minute